0: The Johnson
1: Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self polishing glow coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with songs by the King's Men and music by Billy Mills. The show opens with Anything Goes. piece of advice that we're beginning to hear now from all sides. Because of material shortages, take good care of the things you have, including your home furnishings and equipment. I've just been reading in a recent government bulletin an article called Clean to Save. In talking about floors, this article said, the finish is preserved and floors are easier to clean if you keep them waxed. Well, this is certainly true and it's not news to most of you. Floors that are waxed regularly with genuine Johnson's Wax are protected against wear and dirt. Not only does the tough wax film act as a protective shield, it also adds a rich, mellow beauty to every room in your home. Now, what some housekeepers still do not realize is the fact that this same Johnson's Wax beautifies and protects countless other objects in the home. Furniture and woodwork, for example. Window sills and Venetian blinds. Refrigerators, shelves, shoes, and leather goods. Now, add it all together, these many extra uses spell protective housekeeping, a means of saving money and saving you many hours of work. Why not decide right now to take better care of your things with the regular use of genuine Johnson's Wax in paste, liquid, or cream wax form? The of 79 Wistful Vista went to a formal party at Mrs. Uppington's New Year's Eve and had a fine time. But when our hero went to buy a collar for his dress shirt, he got two of them just in case he soiled or tore the other. So, with his own peculiar ideas of economy, he is taking his wife out again tonight to use up the other collar. (laughs) And here, dressing for the occasion, we find Fibber McGee and Molly.
2: Hey, McGee, isn't that tuxedo getting just a little shiny?
3: Hmm, it's supposed to be shiny. That's why it's got those satin lapels and stripes down the pants.
2: Yeah, but uh, that isn't where it's shiny. Besides, when you stand in a certain light, the whole thing looks a little green.
3: Well, the guy that told me this tuxedo told me it would last me a lifetime, and he was a nice guy, and I don't want to make a liar out of him. <laughs> Maybe he didn't realize how long I'd live. <laughs>
2: no. He probably thought the first time he wore it, somebody would shoot you. How long have you had that suit?
3: Well, let me see I got out of the army in 1920 Got a job taking tickets At the old Palace Theater in Peoria in 1925
2: What'd you do between
3: 1920 and 25? I saved up to buy this tuxedo So that I'd get the job taking tickets (laughs) I often wonder whatever Oh, look What? Here's a ticket stub in the lining of the pocket Oh Imagine that
2: What does it say on it? Hmm Three days only. Uh-huh. Pearl White in Perils of Pauline. <laughs> Why, the Perils of Pauline was issued years before 1925, McGee.
3: M-hmm. So what? I bought this suit of the guy who took tickets before me. <laughs> hey, you know where my braces are? Your what? My braces.
2: What do you need braces for? Your teeth are perfectly straight. No, 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 no.
3: Braces, suspenders.
2: Oh, you're Oh.
3: <laughs> Don't call them galluses. That's corny.
2: <laughs> I think they are, too. Why don't you wear a belt?
3: Mrs. McGee, the well-dressed man, doesn't wear a belt with his tuxedo. It said so in Esquire.
2: Well, well, and here I thought you just read Esquire for the cartoons. <laughs> Say, by the way, dearie, where are you taking me tonight?
3: Oh, I don't know, Molly. How about the pomegranate room at the Rich Wonderful?
2: Oh, I don't know. I never danced the pomegranate. <laughs> Well, oh, how about the stork club? <laughs>
0: that's
2: awfully expensive. Incidentally, why do they call it the stork club?
3: Because that's where a wise bird is supposed to take his baby. <laughs> A band at the Cuba Libra.
2: Say, you know, I've always wanted to go to the Cuba Libra, but uh, we don't know how to do the rumba.
3: Oh, shucks, I could show you in two shakes of it. A... <laughs> you see, in the foxtrot, in the foxtrot, you toss your torso, but in the rumba, you toss your torso more so. <laughs> hey, hear that? What's the matter? That doorbell don't play tunes anymore. I
2: know. I fixed it. How? Well,. First I hit it with the hammer, and then that's all. Come in. Ah <laughs> oh, well, Mister Wimple, welcome home. Hi,
4: Wimp. Happy New Year. Hello, Mrs McGee. Hello, Mister McGee.
2: Uh, did you have a nice trip, Mister
0: Wimple?
4: Oh, indeed I did, Mrs McGee. My, it's good to get home and see, see face my wife again. It seems. It does, eh? Yes. Those things are not always what they seem, are they?
2: Did you uh, miss her very much, Mr. Wimple?
4: I really did, Mrs. McGee. By all the way home, the noise of the seals on the railroad tracks seemed to say, Sweetie days, Sweetie days, Sweetie day." Face. <laughs> Does it cost much more to fly, do you know?
0: Well, uh,
2: not very much, Mr. Wimple, though I don't think you'd like it. It gets you home so much sooner, you know.
4: Yes, that's a thought, isn't it? <laughs> but do you know, my wife had our house all rearranged while I was gone. It was really a delightful surprise. You should see my little room now.
3: <laughs> How so, Wimple? Do you have the bars on the windows covered
4: with ivy? <laughs> oh, Mr. McGee. <laughs> You're <just> joking. <laughs> There aren't any windows in our fruit cellar. Well,
2: this was uh, just a pleasure trip, wasn't it, Mr. Wimple?
4: For me, Mrs. McGee, any trip is. Did you have a chance to write any new poetry on the trip, Wimple? Yes, Mr. McGee. I worked on one poem all the way home. I call it Resolutions for 1942.
2: Oh, I'd love to hear it, Mr. Wimple.
4: All righty. It goes like this. Resolutions for 1942. Why make him? You'll just break him. Well, that's
0: lovely.
2: Very short and to the point.
4: Oh, you got to be going so soon, Wimple? Oh, yes. I simply must, folks. My goodness, I've hardly had a chance to see Sweetie Face since I got back. Oh. We have so much to talk over, such as, why don't I get a haircut? And why can't I learn to pack a suitcase properly? And who do I think I am, traveling in a whole drawing room all by myself and... Don't just stand there gawking at me, Wallace. Go out and do the dishes. (laughs) You know how it is. Well, (laughs) goodbye now.
3: Tied neat?
2: Just as neat as the day it left the factory. (laughs) Now please zip the back of my dress. Okay. Ah, there is a really wonderful invention. The zipper.
4: Yep, except
3: that it ruined a good old popular song. What song? Oh, you remember? The Hook and Eye song. Hook and I depend upon to hook me up the back. (laughs) It was written about the same time as Molly is as jolly as can be. (laughs) Oh, I don't remember that one. It was never published. (laughs) I couldn't sell it. Oh.
2: Look, McGee. Hadn't you better make a reservation at the Cuba Libra?
3: Say, maybe I'd better have it at that. Give me the phone, will you, please? No.
2: Huh? All you'll get is merch. Hmm. (laughs) Let's take a chance on the reservation.
3: Okay, but if we don't... Uh Who's that?
2: It's Mrs. Uppington.
3: Ah, Well, let the old duffel bag in.
2: (laughs) Come in. Hello, Abigail. How do you do, Mrs. McGee? Mr. McGee. Hi, I okay. think. My dear, you look simply lovely in that dinner dress. Oh, thank you. And, Mr. McGee, you... Uh, <laughs> you're looking very well. We're going out night clubbing tonight, Abigail. McGee's going to show me how to rumba. Really? <laughs> Why, Mr. McGee, I had no idea that you were such a devotee of pepsi Oh,
3: let's play that last hand again, I Abigail. Mean, I think I missed a trick. <laughs>
2: said she didn't know you were such a hound for
3: hoping, honey. Oh. Yeah, I'm really there when it comes to manipulating the moxton duppy. It's kind of a gift, I guess. Didn't you hear what those people said about me at your party? Why, no, I don't recall, Miss McGee. Well, it was when I was dancing with that cute little girl with the white cap. McGee. Yes. Huh? That was the maid who was serving the buffet.
0: <laughs>
2: I tried to tell you.
3: I thought she was awful hard to lead past the sideboard. <laughs>
2: But you know, Mr. McGee, when you danced with me, I thought you had rather a peculiar style of dancing, that uh, that sort of
3: uh, bouncing up and down, you know? Oh, that. Well, it was a cold night, Uppy, and I I was giving you a (laughs) hop-toddle. Don't you get it, girls? Hop-toddle,
2: hop-toddy? Ain't funny, McGee. Definitely not.
3: Okay, okay, if you want to gang up on me. How about going along with us tonight, Uppy? We're gonna let our hair down and play tunes on the water glasses with our forks and everything.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Mr.
2: McGee. It's too too sweet of you to ask me, but I I really Oh now come on, Abigail. We don't go out very often and we'll have lots of fun. And you really haven't lived if you've never heard McGee kid a waiter. My oh, dear, you really tempt me, but I'd have to run
3: home and dress. Oh, go ahead, Uppy, we'll wait. You're
2: know, you run along now. Oh, and we... my, this is so exciting! <laughs> you're sure I won't be intruding? Oh, quit
3: being so coy, Uppy. Uh, look, I'll tell you what I'll do. If you'll come with us, I'll dance every other dance with you.
2: Now, every other dance? Yes. Oh, I... oh! I'm so sorry. I'm so. I just remembered I have a previous engagement. Now, isn't that horrible? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you anyway. Do have a lovely
0: time. Goodbye. <laughs>
3: changed her mind in a hurry, didn't she? You don't suppose she expected me to dance every dance with her, do you?
2: No, no, I don't think so. But I'm sorry she couldn't go. And she always looks so nice when she's dressed up. Uh, don't you think so? No,
3: I don't. Don't you think she's rather attractive? Well, it depends on circumstances. She's a knockout in a blackout, but a fright and the light. <laughs> but if she don't want to go, it's her loss, not mine. How do you figure that? Well, I could have given her a lot of pointers on dancing style. For instance, she holds her arm up like this, you know Stiff Instead of pumping it up and down No action No finesse Yes Besides, when she holds it Yes,
2: yes, I know But hadn't we better get started, dearie? Oh, no hurry
3: Hardly anybody goes to nightclubs before 6.30 or 7 (laughs) Get there around 7.15 and shows you know your way around
2: You certainly keep up with things, don't you? Yeah
3: Just a case of keeping my eyes
5: shut and my wallet open
2: Oh, dear. Come in. Oh, hello, Mayor Latrivia.
5: How do you do, Mrs. McGee? Hello, McGee. Hi, Tess. I came to present you with $10 worth of defense stamps.
2: Oh, what for, Mr. Mayor?
5: The trivia. you don't mean... Yes, that. I mean hold, you... it. Hold, 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 Look, Latrivia, when somebody says
3: you don't mean, you got to take a dramatic pause. Don't you ever listen to the radio? <coughs>
5: oh. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Let's do it again. <coughs> I came to present you with $10 worth of defense stamps. McGee. <laughs> You don't
2: mean one, two, three, four. Yes. <laughs> the uh,
5: the slogan you sent in is the one we are using in our local campaign.
2: Well, heavenly days, I didn't know you sent them a slogan, McGee. What was it?
3: Oh, it was nothing that any red-blooded American boy couldn't have done. Just well, I'm glad you like it, though, La Trivia. Ah, uh, it was the
5: best of the lot, McGee, by far. How
2: many uh, did you get? Uh,
5: well, to be frank, Mrs. McGee, it was the only one sent in. <laughs> Here, McGee, $10 worth of stamps and the gratitude of the Wistful Vista Committee for Defense.
2: Well, uh, what was the slogan, Mr. Mayor? It was little uh, things uh, but... let, let me tell her.
3: Let's tell her. I can get more feeling into it. It said, if you expect to rate as an American, do it on the back of a defense stamp. <laughs> no lick'em stick'em, no lick'em em. Yeah. You like it, Molly? Not much, to be frank. I didn't take enough dramatic pause. <laughs> Something. But I'm
2: uh, glad
5: you won the prize, dear. <clears throat> well, at least it shows he's been thinking in the right direction, Mrs. McGee. Now, I won't keep you any longer. I think your dressed to go out.
3: Yeah, we're going to go out to a jive dive and trip the light
5: bombastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, splendid, splendid. Have a good time. You look very charming, Mrs. McGee. Ah.
0: Oh,
5: <laughs> and you, you, McGee, are... Well, that green tuxedo is... Uh, is that something new? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it ain't green, Latrivia just looks green in a certain light. Oh,
5: I see. Such as daylight and electric light. Well, enjoy yourself. Good night.
3: What do you mean daylight and electric light? What other kind of light is there?
2: Gas light.
3: Well, who uses gas light?
2: Well, I'll bet the tailor who made that tuxedo did. <laughs> but don't worry about it, dearie. You know, it doesn't really look so bad. Of
3: course it doesn't. It's the only one in town with seven buttons on each sleeve, too.
2: I guess I know a snappy. Hello, folks. I oh, going someplace? Hello, Mister Wilcox. Yes, we're stepping out tonight.
1: Going to hit a few hot spots, Harlow.
2: We're going dancing. Why don't you come with us, Mister Wilcox? Yeah, come on, Harlow. Oh,
3: what if you're not dressed up like us? We can pretend we don't know each other.
1: <laughs> well, thanks. No, folks. I just stopped in to use your phone, if I may. Oh, sure, Harlow. Sure, help us up. You got a nickel?
2: McGee. You haven't got a nickel
3: phone. Does he know that? <laughs> go ahead, Arnold. Huh? Who are you going to call? Racine, Wisconsin. <laughs> hey,
1: what's the idea? That'll cost five or six
3: bucks. McGee,
2: what of it? Huh? Stop petting those buffaloes. <laughs> go ahead, Mr. Wilcox.
1: Fibber, just let me know when you get this charge on your bill, and I'll send you a check. <laughs> Hello, operator. Give me a long distance to... Uh... Oh, is that you, Clara?
0: Clara? <laughs>
1: How's every little thing, Clara? Where did you get that? It is, eh? What's that, Clara? What? Your brother? What? Hanging over a what? <laughs> oh, just hanging over. <laughs> you much better than that with merch.
0: <laughs>
1: How about a line through to Racine, Wisconsin, Clara? S.C. Johnson & Son Incorporated, station to station. All huh? right, Lines all tied up? Okay, I'll try later. Thanks, Clara. Well, I can't get through now, folks.
2: Was it something important, Mr. Wilcox?
1: Oh, not particularly. I always like to call them around this time of year and give them a general report, is all. Mm. Uh, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this broadcast to bring you a message, which,
3: if we didn't bring it to you, we wouldn't have any broadcast to stop and bring you a message in.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Report on what, Harlow? Sales and service of Johnson's self-polishing glow
2: How are sales, Mr. Wilcox?
1: Booming, Molly, and why not? Every day, more housewives are turning their linoleum defense programs over to blowcoats. Nice topical set, Sissy. Well, you know the order of the day is economy, Fibber, Make the old things last longer. And linoleum really does last longer and stays more beautiful, with Glowcoat protecting it from dust and dirt and dampness and wear, and gives housewives more time for Red Cross work and other projects. These days, anything that saves time and money and labor and conserves property is going to be a pretty valuable item. Why, when you stop to think that... Oh, but what am I telling you folks? Or you know the story.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, anyway, thanks for the offer of the telephone. Not
2: at all, Mr. Wilcox, but... Say, uh, why didn't you use the phone at your office?
1: I couldn't. No phone? No audience. Thanks, folks. That's why. audience. How
3: do you like that? You
2: know what? I think he likes an audience, so he can take a bow... And when he takes a bow, he can sneak a peek at the floor. The rascal.
3: <laughs> well, what us say we get going, Molly.
2: Just as soon as I fix my face, dearie, and get my gloves and bags.
3: Okay, and while you're doing that, I'll get my shoes on. Come, on. Come in.
6: Hi, Mister. Oh, hi, Hello, little
3: girl. I haven't got much time to talk to you now.
6: Why? Well, because I got
3: ants in my arches, and I'm going to take mommy out for a little shim sham shimmy, a touch of floy floy, and boop the dupe with Cooper.
6: <laughs> <laughs> you talk awful funny tonight, Mister. <laughs>
3: I can't help it, sis. I'm a hepcat tonight. I got a brain full of boogie and a jumper full of jive. I'm a wild eyed wampus from the waving woogie, and this is my night to heave a hit.
6: <laughs> Maybe I better come back later, huh? <laughs> oh, don't run
3: away, sis. I was just kidding. Mrs. McGee and I are going to go someplace and dance, that's
6: all. Well, gee, why didn't you say so, huh?
3: <laughs> I did not 12 different ways, sis. You just ain't in the groove. You like to dance?
6: Oh, you mean like round the Maypole like we do at school, hmm? <laughs>
3: well, I don't know, sis. I can't say I'm much of a Maypole man myself. Uh, I was referring more to the popular aspects of the dance. You know, the waltz and rum and foxtrot and all stuff like that
6: there. I can turn a summer song, I bet you. <laughs> Fascinating.
3: I might add that to my repertoire, only I don't think it would get me anywhere socially.
6: Uh, I'll teach it by nickel.
3: No, I don't think so, sis. Maybe sometime later.
6: Maybe I won't be in the mood later and it'll cost you a dime.
3: <laughs> uh, just the same, I think I'll retain what little dignity I got left. On the other hand, I might teach you how to pot trot. I'm the guy to come to if you need somebody to give you a hand with your feet.
6: Thanks, mister. I bet you you're a peachy dancer, I'll bet you. I'm
3: the best, sis. I've been dancing since I was hip high to a cymbal crash. Uh, Why, when I was just a little twerp, people would come from miles around to see me hook. Uh, Why, my footwork, my footwork just slew him. Slew Foot McGee, I was known as.
0: Uh, <laughs>
3: slew Foot McGee, the swinging and swaying, solid sending sensation of the shagging and stomping sport. But speaking of sensations, sis, I'm going to cut this short. <laughs>
1: men sing Zanah Listen, mister, here's a girl who can't be
0: beat, and you'll blister in the glow of her tropical heat. See, 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 she'll have you all at sea, Zana Zalanda. Is driving the populace baddies. The dangerous dolly who's ever so much in demand of. A little bit naughty, just a little bit shocking. This hot chili peppery stepper has Panamora. She'll sing in your parlor, your kitchen, or on your veranda. She is so grand, uh, let's give her a hand. Uh, this international, ultra-fashionable She's well, queen of the Panama land. How oh, she can drive you with a tropical jive. You really know you're alive, my little man.
3: Hey, this is quite a joint, isn't it, Molly? certainly
2: is. Though I resent spending three dollars a plate for a steak that a Great Dane would bury and forget.
3: You didn't use enough ketchup.
2: Say, listen. I thought you wanted to dance so badly, and they've played four dances since we've been in here, and we haven't danced yet.
3: Oh, I know. I I thought we'd better eat first. Uh, Hey, waiter. Yeah?
2: I'd like some dessert. Me
3: too. You got any pie, bud? What kind you want? What kind you got? We ain't got any.
0: Well,
3: that includes the kind I wanted. (laughs) Got any Camembert? My
1: name ain't Bates, it's Chauncey. And we're all out of Camembert.
2: Well, say, how about a chocolate parfait?
1: That we can do, sister. How about you, chum? Well,
3: I don't know, Chauncey. Bring me a cup of coffee and I'll think it over. Well, if you think it over carefully, chum, you won't drink it.
2: I'll
0: be right back.
2: Now, listen, the orchestra's getting ready to play again, McGee. Shall we dance?
3: No, let's eat this one out. We can dance later.
2: But, dearie, all evening you hey, say, oh, oh,
7: Hello, Mister Oldtimer. Won't you sit down with us for a while? No, thanks, kids. Just thought I'd come over and say hello. while Miguel went out to fix her face. So between us, I think it's too late. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you
7: don't seem to
3: be much infatuated with her, Oldtimer.
7: Johnny, when I brought her here tonight, I had it bed. Thought she was the sweetest kid on earth, full of glamour, pretty as a picture. Had my heart thumping like the door of a boarding house bathroom.
0: Well, then what happened?
7: She started eating spaghetti, daughter. That did it. Murder.
0: <laughs>
7: Didn't she know how to wind it up in a spoon all day? I tried to tell her, Johnny, but she says she's been doing so much knitting lately she couldn't stand the sight of it all wound up like that. So I guess it's all over between me and Mert. Claire? Right. Yep, telephone operator. I'm at a New Year's party. <laughs> Just a hello girl that I'm saying goodbye to. Her sister Claire is working for her tonight. Why? Oh, nothing. You sure you won't sit down with us for a while, Mr. Oldtimer? No, thanks, kids. Gotta leave pretty quick. Hey, what time is it?
3: About
7: 11.45. What? Good gravy, I gotta get out of here. This dress suit is only rented till 12 o'clock. See you later, folks. Now, now, wait a minute. How about your girl? Tell her Cinderella had to leave the ball, kid.
2: Oh, now look, McGee. The band is going to start playing again. Let's dance.
3: No. Let's not.
2: But, McGee, that's, that's why we came out tonight, isn't it? Well, yeah, but, gee, was Heavenly days. All afternoon and evening you've been bragging about what a killer diller you were as a dancer, and now I can't get you out of your chair.
3: Well, how can I dance with my hands in my pockets?
2: Well, take them out of your pockets, silly. I can't. Why not?
3: Well, you know those suspenders I was looking for? Yeah. Well, I didn't find them. Yeah.
1: Time in your kitchens, and I certainly don't blame you for wanting them as cheerful and as pleasant to work in as possible, especially during these rather dark days of winter. Have you ever stopped to think how important your linoleum floors are in that picture? If they're bright and cheerful, clean and sparkling, the whole room is pleasant and inviting. Now, you know what I'm coming to. I want every woman who isn't already using Johnson's self-polishing glow coat to try it just once. I know what the result will be. Not only one more booster for Glow but one more kitchen floor easier to care for with hours of work saved in the bargain. Glowcoat is a wonderful product. It gives floors lasting luster. It wears smoothly and evenly because the Glow film is flexible, not brittle. It's labor-saving, needs no rubbing or buffing whatever. Dries in 20 minutes. And Glow is economical because a little goes such a long way. Also, Glow Coat makes linoleum last much longer. But wherever you buy it, be sure you get the real thing. The one and only Johnson self-polishing Glow Coat in the familiar red and yellow package.
3: Ladies and gentlemen... You've heard that great war cry of ours, keep them flying. It's a great slogan. For our part and in our small way, we think an equally valuable phrase is keep them smiling. That's our job on these shows, and don't think we take it lightly. But there's another thing just as important as keeping them flying and keeping them smiling, and that's keep them warm, keep them fed, and keep them healthy, which is a job that's pretty much up to the Red Cross. And the Red Cross can't do without us, individually, And collectively. Mostly collectively. If you know what I mean.
2: So we beg you again to dig down deep and give what you can to the Red Cross, a beacon that shines out all over the world to the weak and the wounded and the weary.
3: Good night.
2: Good night, all.
1: speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you all to be with us again next
5: Tuesday night. Good night. Let's admit that in winter, it's harder to keep your car looking its best. But let's be thankful for a polish like Johnson's Car New that actually cleans and polishes in one application, two jobs at once in half the time they used to take. Really, you'll be amazed how quickly you can give your car its original showroom shine with this sensational polish. And remember, right now is the time to start taking better care of your automobile to make it last a longer time. Carnu is made by the makers of Johnson's Wax. Ask your dealer for Johnson's Carnu, spelled C-A-R-N-U. This is the National Broadcasting Company.